0: marketing wizards found them software engineers found
1: that project manager i could never seem to hire
0: and found linkedin jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience in fact 86 percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com spoken that's linkedin.com spoken terms and conditions apply
2: we're ready to go then let's go hey hello everybody welcome back so that that time when podcast, it's been a while since I've said hello everybody like that, and uh, joining me once again for a, another episode is Tommy and Dan. Hello, Tommy and Dan. Hello, hello. How are we both? Are we good? Not too shabby. Not too shabby, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: ready. Co- I'm doing
2: ready to ready to talk about Formula One once again. Right today, we're going to be talking about that time when Nelson Piquet crashed on purpose.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Get, Get my out my head.
2: head. Jinx. Wow, okay. That was, that was actually really weird. That wasn't even planned. Uh, right, so we're going to talk about the uh, very controversial incidents that happened uh, in the first ever Singapore Grand Prix, the first ever Formula One night race. And my goodness me, did we have some controversy. It's, as, uh, it's quite a special one. It was. And Nelson Piquet, obviously uh, racing for Renault alongside Fernando Alonso. Yep.
1: Um, not, and Not shy of controversy himself.
2: No, no. And uh, those two racing together, Renault weren't too shabby back then, although they had quite average pace. But Alonso doing Alonso things.
1: Yeah, Alonso had just left uh, McLaren the previous year after his kind of spat with Hamilton. Uh, Those two didn't get on very well at all. And Alonso kind of jumped back to Renault after he'd won the title with them in 2006, went to McLaren, got, you know, had the Hamilton thing. And uh yeah, ended up back with Renault, but back then in two thousand and eight they weren't particularly strong like they were in two thousand six.
0: No, it seemed like once Alonso left the following year the team just sort of dropped down to like best of the rest in the midfield sort of position. Um which is w-
2: still, I guess, when you look at modern times right now, what they'd probably take, because uh, 'cause they're not even best of the rest at the moment. Yeah, they're now, taking they're podium. Monza,
1: before before this race, did they did Alonso score a podium before this race? Uh, don't think he had. No, PK had there, hadn't he? P- oh yeah, yeah. Lucky, a very lucky safety car race in Hockenheim, but that was pretty much his only point scoring.
2: Interesting race. that that was also a safety car that caused uh, <laughs> certain results. Interesting stuff. <laughs> so Alonso had been rather impressive during practice, uh, and then we moved to qualifying, where Alonso had been one of the favourites for pole. Which, uh well, why was he the favourite for pole? Considering it was an average car,
0: because he was a beast at Singapore, as he proved in subsequent years i would guess was just a yeah he, he yeah he was, he was he was fernando practiced. alonso he was <laughs>
2: he
1: was fastest in uh practice two and three which um and yeah he went into uh qualifying let's say as a favorite which was very surprising the title that year was very much between ferrari and uh mclaren at that point it was hamilton versus and, Massa. Then,
0: and then even if those weren't performing that well it'd be like a, you'd expect bmw sauber to be yeah. up there not alonso in the renault so this was 2008 just to clarify just to clarify
2: uh 2008 so um renault as we've mentioned weren't up there winning races but alonso looking very good but he had a car issue in qualifying and in in q2 yeah what happened uh he had a a, uh engine leak was it i think
0: it was like a fuel fuel pump leak yeah like a really small pitiful problem that cost him everything
1: but yeah he was doing well in in q1 uh you know, looked set that it was going to be a really interesting shootout with him involved. But yeah, in Q2, he had a car failure quite early on in the session, I seem to remember, because he didn't set a time at
2: all. Yeah. Uh, which put him 15th on the grid. Now we move to the race where, mm. was it Massa pole?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: In the Ferrari. Uh, so Massa led the race from Hamilton at the start, the two main title rivals. Yeah. Uh, and then on lap 12, this is where the plan begins to unravel. I wonder how many people knew about this in Renault. We'll talk about that very shortly. But Alonso, was the first car to pit? And was it quite a surprising thing to see him pit that early? Lap 12.
1: Suspiciously early, you might say. Hmm. A 61 lap race. Um, it was a two-stop race. People were doing... Uh, yeah. A lot of cars were doing two stops. Uh, but yeah, it it was maybe very early. It's
0: one of those things. It's like you could kind of... In a normal situation, you could see why they might do it to sort of undercut people and maybe gain some positions. But generally, if you're a fast car back then, starting at the back, you run heavy on fuel at the start. And this is when we had refueling. When you had refueling. refueling, You'd (laughs) move up the order when everyone pitted on more regular strategies, set a load of fast laps on light fuel, and then hope to move up the order and then hope maybe a safety car would come out at the right time. But I guess that works when you stop early as well.
2: And that was, I guess, what you described there was the overcut in 2008 terms. It wasn't just the fact of going long on your tyres; it was also having much more fuel, so you would be even slower at the start of the race yeah. to then really pump in the lap times uh, towards the end of the stint. So um, uh, you didn't.
1: It, this was the Bridgestone era as well, where it wasn't necessarily like the whole tyres were falling off a cliff after a few laps. Basically, because you, you, you had to. Yeah. Not because. Yeah. You not needed. because you needed to. Yeah. It was more. Fuel determined when you were stopping, not tires.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So the first, well, the the main incident to happen was uh, two laps after Fernando Alonso pits, yeah. his teammate heavily crashes at turn seventeen, which is just before the bridge. Just thing. before
1: the where they go. Passed the grandstand by the water and they cut under the gra- grandstand.
2: Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, where... Uh, Final sector. Where well, we've seen yeah. quite a few people crash, right, over there. Uh,
1: yeah, not into the wall under the grandstand, but before that, yeah, he lit up the rear tyres, spun round, smacked it into the wall in reverse, caused quite a lot of damage. It's funny,
0: because on the warm-up lap, you had a spin as well.
1: Yeah, because I feel like that video only surfaced maybe a year later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where... um a fan probably caught it and never thought anything of it and then when this whole crash gate scenario came out uh someone uploaded it and everyone was like oh is this him practicing a spin essentially mm. and it probably was and it could it? well it, have it been it yeah, ma- getting, yeah makes sense. seeing how he did it
2: because yeah i guess he wanted to work out exactly how he crashes so that it doesn't hurt himself but also crashes right
1: yeah Okay, so... Enough to cause a safety car, yes. which
2: did happen. Yeah, so the safety car came out. There was a huge... It was a pretty huge collision, wasn't it, in the sense of there was quite a bit of debris uh, everywhere. It was very much a, this is going to be a safety car. There was no hesitation, especially with the fact it's a street circuit, right? Yeah. Um, and then the pit lane became quite the chaotic place to be. Uh, the Red Bulls and Barrichello pit just before the pit lane was closed, because is that still a thing? So just No, so, so this
1: was an era where... Um, they would close the pit lane when a safety car came out, yeah, um, and you weren't allowed to enter the pit. It's something uh, that IndyCar do. It's I, to, believe.
0: I think they did it to stop drivers when there was a potential incident on track from driving back at full speed to get to the pit to gain an advantage. To gain basically. an advantage, um, which they don't do now because they've got the time delves they've got to stick to and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, uh, they didn't have that at the time, um, so they
0: just closed the pits to stop anyone from rushing back back
1: yeah so what so what happened in this incident was the uh red bulls and barry kello um managed to pit before the pit lane was closed um obviously they they saw the crash and could dive into the pits then they closed the pit lane uh but in an era where refueling is still a thing sometimes you you did have a lot of incidents where people had to pit yeah
0: yeah um so, yeah, if you're running out of fuel, you can't just not pit because the pits are closed. You've got yeah. to come in. But and you'll take the penalty. You know, the take penalty, a penalty, Which yeah. is odd because in IndyCar, like you say, they do the same thing. But I think if you've got to pit, you're allowed to take on like under a certain amount of fuel without penalty as long as you stop again when the pits are open okay, again so yeah so that, so yeah. there are ways that they could have done it but f1 just sort of said no we'll close the pits and then didn't think about any of the other scenarios the fact that there is fuel yeah. that is needed yeah. for the cars yeah. to go <laughs> and around car
1: goes well i could take a penalty or i will retire from the race i think yeah. i'll take a penalty and obviously nico rosberg did this and Kubica and it worked out in his favor quite massively
2: okay, and when the pit lane opened obviously everyone else came into the pits massa had uh, a little well quite the um dramatic exit to the pits didn't he, he yeah uh, decided to maybe wanted a bit more fuel and uh continued with the fuel hose still attached to his car which was i think has been used quite a lot as a clip hasn't it for for formula yeah, one it was and, quite uh, a
1: pivotal moment in the title as well that they, yeah. it was very much a kind of back and forth battle between massa and hamilton and, and massa looked almost sure on to take a win there yeah yeah until this incident um i believe i'm right in saying that this was an era where they were just starting to develop a light system yeah, that replaced yeah. a lollipop man yeah um and i can't remember the exact ins and outs of it but obviously massa i think got a green light to it go because green- someone presses i think it's one of the guys it. in the
0: pit lane got a bit excited because obviously the uh it was the, the pits was rammed so obviously you want to get out ahead of everyone mm. and i think the guy that was controlling the lights just saw a gap and just, was like, just go, go. Oh, oh, oh no they've not yep. finished the pit stop yet
1: <laughs> they've not finished the fuel and it ripped the fuel hose completely off and massa drove down to the exit uh, of the pit lane didn't another stopped. team
0: take it out or was that another race
1: i can't remember i remember i remember i think there's a video where Ferrari are like running down the pits and other teams are like applauding and laughing kind of like (laughs) a cool running style moment where they're running to like push him back and take the fuel out uh but yeah it was a very dramatic moment which obviously Hamilton had a okay pit stop um but Massa very much you know he was on 10 points for a win back then for the, his championship challenge, and ended up with nothing because of it because it completely ruined his race.
0: Yeah, he got probably got a penalty for an unsafe release as yeah. well. I think
1: didn't he? So yeah, just yeah. completely dropped back out of contention,
2: and that cost him, didn't it? In it the uh, in the overall standings at the end. Uh, so coming back to the race now after this uh, pit lane chaos, we had Nico Rosberg leading from Trulli, Fisichella, Kubica, then Alonso, Weber, Coulthard, and then Hamilton. So Rosberg was was leading, and but he hadn't pit it.
1: He
0: pitted. pitted oh, he had pitted when he, the pits were closed. Yeah,
1: so he would pitted when right. the pits were closed, and um, so everyone pretty much was on a two-stop. Uh, Rosberg had pitted, and um, he obviously took the penalty because he was running out of fuel. Yeah, but he was now net leader. Um, but because what was the penalty? Uh, uh, Drive through. through yeah. Okay, um, but the race actually panned out where um, Rosberg could lead away and build up such a lead that he would take his drive through and end up net second place behind alonso and that was all thanks to uh yano truly who Trulli if you Trulli. don't Wasn't know it Uh yano truly was uh, uh, on a one stop i read that he was um kind of blocked a lot of people but fizichella was
0: because that was F- force india's first year and they were rubbish that year. So Fizzerkeller up in third. Was, and was he on high I, I think fuel he was well. on a one-stop, and I think he was primarily oh, the one holding everyone up. Hello. Oh. A bit of contention here. Oh. I don't the, know. Uh, that I know that's just from memory.
2: All <laughs> oh, right. I, <laughs> I trust Dan over anything that you've read. I'm oh, sorry.
1: Okay. Well, I, re- I read that it was a, a true, a classic Truly train, which let me have a cheeky check.
2: Okay. Whilst you check that, um, obviously you say that Ros- Rosberg led away, and then Alonso went into, uh, sorry, Rosberg came into the pits, and then Alonso led the race and won from there and taking renault's first win since 2006 it was it was both of them
1: it was truly in a toyota and Fizikella in a force india and they were both heavily fueled which allowed Rosberg to follow ah, a substantial so lead you're both right but
2: then
0: it was truly at the front of it so technically tommy was right
1: so we had a truly train. A truly train. With Fisichella
0: involved. A, a truly Fisichella. Maybe it was a Rosberg train, just with the, the front engine further away from the <laughs> carriages.
2: <laughs> maybe. Uh, either way, there was a train which was helped very much by Truly and Fisichella. Truly, obviously. An no, Italian train. N- n- yes, there yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, truly was always known for his qualifying performances, but then had absolutely no race pace. Is that right? Yeah, hence yeah. the Truly train. Yes. So. That's not where it ends, though. That's not the end of the story, is it? By any stretch of the imagination, the aftermath. So Nelson Piquet was dropped by Renault in August 20- uh, 2019, I was about to say. Wow. Uh, last month, last uh, month. 2009, uh, and replaced by Mr. Grosjean. Yeah, we should probably say that Nelson Piquet
1: was pretty terrible. He was, he had an awful year. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, he had one lucky podium.
0: I think he was all right. At the second half of 2008, it seemed like he was getting it slightly together like yeah i it, think, is, you it think it was similar to with the alonso pitch, and van Dorn situation exactly. where it's like the thing is, you really judge
1: someone against alonso uh, yeah um but yeah he he hadn't been all too he was great. terrible in 2009 though. but 2009 he had an absolutely woeful year barely scored any points and that was obviously it got to the final straw where they said we're gonna have to drop this guy mid-season
2: so a few days later after being dropped Uh, The Brazil TV reported Piquet claimed he was told to crash on purpose (gasps) to help Alonso win and an FIA investigation was launched. Things obviously from there got very bitter between Renault team boss Flavio Briatore, uh, who's not the most boring man to ever watch in the F1 paddock, was he? Uh, And Nelson Piquet. And then it went to court. At the World Motorsports Council meeting in September, so not too long. And Yeah, the the
1: dates actually happened quite quickly. So uh, it was the third of August when Nelson Piquet was dropped. My sister's then- birthday.
2: There you go. Happy birthday, Regina. <laughs> <When that happened. laughs>
1: uh the thirtieth of August uh was when um the report started appearing on uh, Brazilian news that Nelson Piquet had said that he'd been that he'd he'd had to do this uh 4th of September so not very long after is when the FIA investigated it um and then that's when like the World Motorsport Council got involved which happened on the 21st of September 2009 in Paris
2: quick it's not like you just read any of that no. uh all, all off the top of my head, <laughs> honestly the brain and yeah. uh, and the result of all of this was that Renault was given a suspended ban for 2 years so by suspended ban basically means don't do it again if you do it you're out you're out forever yeah um so basically, a slap on the wrists, really, for Renault in 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 a lot of ways. But I think they've had they've
1: done a few suspended bans before. I think Michael Schumacher got one, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's it sounds harsher than it is because mm. you read ban and go,
2: oh, that's really bad, but it's they not, wouldn't. It's a black and white with, flag from Monza. Yeah, there you go there you go boom uh and then flavio briatore was banned indefinitely from any fia sanctioned event while pat simmons received a five-year ban now that's pretty fair so it,
1: pat really? simmons uh, do you want to tell people who pat simmons is just because he was quite a big player
0: yeah he was player. basically he was uh the a really like well-known engineer sort of like up there with like not in terms of skill necessarily as Adrian Newey, but yeah. like that sort of big name. And yeah. he won championships with Schumacher and Benetton in the 90s and stuff. Um, yeah. And it was basically, apparently it was him who ordered or Nelson Piquet. Or it, it, it came from him yeah, apparently.
1: I read that Nelson Piquet said that Pat Simmons told him to do it. And Pat Simmons told, uh, told everyone that Nelson Piquet had the idea and, told, and obviously they couldn't prove either. Of it, why would Nelson um, peek? I don't yeah. exactly. Why would why he would want? He, why, yeah. why would I he want to catch it, on Maybe like, in the hope
0: of like, oh, can I have a drive for next solid. Yeah. yeah, because
1: because he hadn't been performing particularly amazing, especially yeah. you know like we said earlier years against Alonso, but there was talk of him being dropped. I remember at the time, and maybe it was a way to be like, look, I can. I'm a team stay player. A, I'm a team player. A very extreme. <laughs> uh, I guess if you player, look at it that
2: way. It makes more sense that it maybe was Nelson PK purely because if they knew they were going to drop Nelson anyway, why would they put? Why would Renault put themselves in that position where they're like, "We're going to tell this driver that we're about to drop to crash into a wall"? Whereas if it's Nelson saying, "I could do this for you guys, I could do you mm. solid," and then he got dropped anyway, I don't know. It's
1: difficult because it was always gonna. They surely must have always known that if ever they fired Nelson PK, this would come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if it was years later maybe they thought you know he might release it in a book in like 10 years time and not spill the beans so quickly um but it's worth mentioning that nelson Piquet was given uh immunity from any sort of punishment because he you know, come like, forward. you know like you uh, know like people do mm-hmm. in in in, in, know, in shows, and, in shows where like crime dramas yeah. and stuff where they help
2: i'll catch tell you the, but i catch need immunity. the bigger criminal yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Get sent to we'll take down the whole of reno <gasps> yeah, yeah exactly so yeah, he was given immunity and uh, Renault
0: title sponsor ING pulled out immediately, which uh, you can't blame them for. Didn't this happen at Singapore, like ahead of the Singapore weekend the following year? It did. And it then was... Alonso got a podium.
1: Alonso got a podium and, <laughs> and even funnier, was in free practice in the very first oh, session, yeah. <laughs> Roman Grosjean spun off um, <laughs> at the same in cor- the same corner yes. and went back into the wall and uh, it cut immediately to the renault pitwall and uh bob bell who was the guy that replaced briatore i believe uh, yeah, I yeah so. cut to him and he was sort of laughing about it <laughs> saying like
2: you either laugh or you cry at that point don't yeah you?
1: i guess it was his first was it his first race in charge i think, I think it think, must because have been it yeah. Was happening yeah and yeah renault had um they arrived at the race with uh the ing all their sponsorship removed and it just said renault on the side um but yeah it was a big A big one for that race.
2: A very big boy. Um, Now, the question I'm going to pose to each of you, and I want a definitive answer from it. Did Fernando Alonso know? No. Tommy?
1: It's really difficult to know. Okay, Um, what do you think, Dan?
2: Why
0: do you say um, no? Because at the time he won the race, uh, there was a lot of speculation that uh, Alonso had like a clause in his contract that he could leave Renault if they didn't win a race. So Renault wanted him to win in order to keep him for another year because there was talk at the time because it was the whole, uh, what's it called? The market crash. Uh, oh, yeah. The yeah, recession. Yeah. The recession. And yeah. all the manufacturers were pulling out and Renault was reportedly one of them. But if they've got Alonso in their car, then obviously that's going to convince them to stay in the sport. Yeah. I'm right in saying, ironically,
1: Alonso won the very next race. He won race the next race. Fairly. Completely fairly, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was
0: like, if that's if they really did fix it for Alonso to stay with the team they shot themselves they shot themselves in the foot because they won the next race anyway (laughs) um but yeah I think and that was before any of the whole suspicion about Crashgate came out so I think that if that was the case then it would make sense that Renault would or that not necessarily Renault but Briatore and Simons or Simmons could then go to the board and say hey look we've got a race winning car and Fernando Alonso you've got to stay in the sport So it was at this point the computer we
2: recorded the podcast on ironically crashed. Thankfully there was not much left of the discussion and we'll be back next week for the Singapore Grand Prix review. See you next time.